seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. Our unique team helps small businesses grow by providing essential marketing expertise. Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. My name is Bill Parmentier. I'm the owner of W. Parmentier Photography. I'm Justin Kerr of Justin Kerr Design. I'm Alicia Piazza with Custom Marketing Solutions. And today we have special guest John LaPointe from LaPointe Insurance. Thanks and, for having me. Well, thanks yes. for coming. Uh, Justin, why don't you tell us what the podcast topic is today? Well, today we'll be talking to John LaPointe about being an agent of change in a family insurance business. See what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was pretty slick. All right. So, uh, yeah, thanks for having me. This is gonna be, uh, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, so when you introduce yourself to people, John, do you say, I'm an agent? <laughs> no, I probably should start doing that. Maybe you should, yeah. Like a, do a men in black kind of thing. I was yeah. going to say those cool dark glasses. <laughs> yeah. <and> all <laughs> <set to> go. <laughs> I you know, would just start off with, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family's business and maybe a little bit how about how you got involved. Sure. So, yep. Our, uh, I work for my family's business, LaPointe Insurance. We're a family agency. Uh, my grandfather started the business in 1960. And uh, I'm now in third generation of family to be in the business. It's uh, it's really been quite a journey uh, since I've joined. It's only been two years, but it's been, um, I feel like we've gone from point A to point B at a million miles an hour. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. We're just trying to keep up and, you know, bring a lot of new things to the table, which has been, you know, a lot of fun for me because it's a family business. And I definitely take some pride in it. And um, I think it's been great for the whole business in general, you know, um, we're, we're bringing a lot of new things to the table and everybody's seemed to, uh, you know, taken it in stride and, um, we've really seen some great results from it too, which is awesome. Did you like, did you know from when you were young, like, okay, this is what I'm going to be doing or no, (laughs) No. (laughs) I don't think anybody grows up and says, uh, you know, I think I want to be an insurance guy, even if it's in your family, you know, it's just one of those things like you hear, uh, NFL players or, you know, like celebrities. And the common thing that, you know, they'll say is, well, if I wasn't doing this, I'd be selling insurance, you know, like it's a bad thing, you know, but, uh, for, you know, personally, um, I never, I never envisioned myself getting into the business. You know, I had, it had always been around me growing up. My dad had owned the business and, um, it was, it had been a, you know, something that I was very familiar with from a young age, but I definitely didn't see myself getting involved in it until, uh, you know, after my first job out of school, I worked at Mass General Hospital, had a great job there. I worked in the development office, which is fundraising. Sure. And uh, I found that, you know, fundraising was a lot like sales. I had a portfolio of donors to the hospital and uh, I wanted to, you know, keep a good relationship with them and try and encourage them to give more to the hospital. But it's a really tough sell because you're not giving them anything in return. (laughs) You're just asking for money. (laughs) So here's a lot of nothing. Yeah. Why don't I try politics? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. Um, But it was a, yeah. So, you know, I had a, got a great great deal of experience from that job and uh, really I, I thought it was a great first job and world-class organization Mass General Hospital but um, you know after doing it for a couple of years I realized you know um, 
I think I'd be good at doing sales. It'd mm-hmm. be great if I could offer something in return too. Um, so I talked to my dad about it and I said, Hey, I think I'd like to get involved in the family business at some time. This is about a year after I'd been in the business. And, uh, he told me, you know, John, um, you've only done this for about a year now. You know, if you went to any other place and you brought them your resume and you said, I've been doing this for a year, they'd probably look at you and say, well, you know, you're giving up after a year. I don't know if you're really uh, cut out for this position. And uh, so he basically, you know, gave me some tough love, told me to go back and get some more experience. And um, yeah, which I, to his credit, I think was great. You know, it motivated me to uh, continue doing what I was doing. I got a promotion at the job I was at, kept working at it. And then uh, another year later, I went back to him and said, look, I got a promotion. I'm doing really well. I still hate it. Can I please come work for the (laughs) business? And he said, and, and, and at that point he said, yes, you know, let's get you licensed to sell insurance and uh, bring you up to speed. And that was October of uh, 2016. And it's been, um, yeah, it's, it's been a whirlwind ever since, but that's, so that's, that's kind of how I got into the family business. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. nice. So in addition to sales, one of the things that definitely stood out to us about LaPointe Insurance and something you've become involved in with the company is the marketing. Right. So Yeah. And I think they go hand in hand, especially when you're a small yeah. business, right? You know, you, you find that, um, you wear a lot of hats when you're in a small business, especially if you're trying to generate new business. So for me, I kind of lump it all into one new business, you know, sales and marketing, how they complement each other. Mm -hmm. But yeah, marketing for us has been um, a major shift in the last two years. Um, When I came on to the business, we were spending zero dollars on digital marketing, zero dollars. All of our marketing budget was spent on print, uh, some limited radio, television ads. We were on Facebook, we were on um, LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. but we were spending no money and no real effort on social media, digital marketing. Our website looked like it was from the 1990s. (laughs) It was a mess. Hey, Um, I know a guy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, so we... um, when So when I came in, those are the things that stood out to me right away. I Mm -hmm. was like, you know... As a consumer, a millennial, and they kept talking about this, right? My dad and my aunt and everybody trying to generate more business and grow the agency. We kept talking about how do we reach millennials? And I'm like, get on social media, get online, right? And I, you know, the perfect example I used was we had, we didn't even have our Google listings were inaccurate, you know? So if you tried to search LaPointe Insurance, our address would show up three blocks down and it would be the old address and oh, things were, wow. it was a mess. So we, we cleaned it up. And, uh, so first things first was get our Google listings straightened out. Right. And then we had to, let's generate some reviews, right? Because I, that's what I was trying to convey is I don't buy anything without reading the reviews first. I don't even go to a restaurant without reading the reviews first. All I do is, you know, search up restaurants in Providence. And, um, you know, when I'm deciding what to do on a Friday night and I look for something that has four stars or above and is whatever type of cuisine I'm feeling that night, you know, if it's mm-hmm. Italian food, that's what we'll do. Um, so I just thought it was like, wow, let's, let's get some reviews, right? Let's tap into our current clients and ask for some reviews at at least to start, you know? Um, and that's where it really all started to snowball is, um, you know, we, we got a constant contact, um, account. We uploaded all of our client emails into that. And the first email we ever sent was, uh, please leave us a review. Thank you so much for being a client. Please leave us a review. And we linked right to our Google page. And we got over 100 reviews. Wow. In the, yeah, wow, 100 reviews big. from that, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the response was um, 
awesome. I mean, we got all four and five star reviews. Um, and then from there, the phone started ringing. I mean, really, it was as simple as that, you know, because people Googled home insurance in sure. Fall River and we were the first listening because we had, you know, um, we had over 45 star reviews for that location. We have three locations, so mm-hmm. we got a hundred mm-hmm. reviews spread out, you know, but so it was just amazing, you know, that's, and that's that just a simple thing. change you made. You didn't go through this whole big social media campaign. It was nothing. It was, a small it was change. extremely simple. Asking people to le- give their feedback on you know on their experience with your company, and mm-hmm. um, I think for us, we had the benefit of having a, a database of clients who had worked with us for years sure. and had a good experience, and it was just a matter of asking them to leave that review. But for you know other companies that maybe don't have that luxury of a lot of people to leave reviews. Um, just start somewhere. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you have some clients, if you're a business, just ask them to leave a review and, sure. you know, th- typically they will, you know, it's mm-hmm. just, it's like another sell if you're trying to ask so, them. For so a now review. you've taken your whole digital game and really upped it. It's on steroids, so to speak. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I said, we've gone a million miles yeah. per hour over the last two years. Um, so and you've got some great video content that you've been putting out for your, for your uh, thank company. You. And it's, yeah, it's very compelling. It gets people out there and start to listen. And, and I think, about what right. About. And uh, that's kind of the, uh, that was what really what we were hoping to talk about today, right? was video mm-hmm. and how, um, you know, how it's helped us, how it's benefited us. Sure. And I think the, the biggest testament to the video side of things is that it's getting us noticed. Mm-hmm. It really is. I mean, um, right down to me sitting here today, you know, mm-hmm. we've, we met probably a year ago at networking events and sure. whatnot yep. and, uh, you know, fell out of touch a little bit, you know, we were all doing our own thing and then didn't hear back from you until like a month ago. And you're like, Hey, I've noticed your videos, you know, I think it's really good. Why don't you join this Facebook group and, you know, help share insights and yeah, learn more absolutely. from other small businesses. And, um, you know, that's, it, it's, it's crazy, you know, that the video is just keeps you in front of people, um, in a way that other social media posts don't, it's, it's so much more personal and it's, um, it also is a lot more shareable yeah. and relatable. And, and I, I think one of the things that I like about what you're doing is you're not afraid to take chances. Like I saw a video you had put out maybe a couple months ago now where you had done an appreciation picnic for some of your, uh, your customers. Right. And you had somebody come in with a drone and you were doing all these things. And I'm like, this is an insurance company. They're doing drone. Work. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, and I think that it's just, why not? You know, why yeah. not? Because I think the amount that we're, and I told you, we, we originally, when we started, we were spending no money on digital and sure. all of our money on print and whatnot. Well, we flip flop that. Mm-hmm. And now we're spending all of our money on digital and we're spending no money on print. So no print no money. No. Wow. No. Wow. No. You know, we just completely cold turkey switched, you know, flipped the switch. And um, now we have a little bit of money to spend on, you know, stuff like that, you know? Sure. And, um, you know, filming professional videos um, here and there. And I think that that, I don't know, I, just from what I can see, you can see, the biggest difference is that you can see how many people laid eyes on your video on sure, Facebook. Sure. You have no way of knowing how many people read your ad in you know, the little magazine that's in the dentist's office. Yeah, you may know what their readership is, but you have no idea who actually opened it and looked at it. Right, exactly. you get real-time engagement. If people ask questions, you can answer it right there. And and Mm -hmm. that's on top of the analytics of, you know, this was the click-through rate, this was the impressions, the reach, et cetera. Exactly. On top of that, if somebody else shares it, now you've got your reach even that much further out than 
than you would have just from an ad, you know? Yeah, exactly. So what can you share with the listeners a little bit about the types of videos you do and um, why you chose those types of videos? Yeah. So we've done a number of types of videos. Um, You know, the right now, the probably the most um, successful and ones that we're being the most consistent with are interview style videos. Yes. Uh, We've been, I set up a schedule and, and probably trying at least at least once a week of an interview video with a local professional um, who we talk to a little bit, get to know them, and then ask them a question that we can uh, have them give an expert answer about and mm-hmm. put that out as a benefit to our clients. And where we've really landed is real estate um, sure. because people buying homes need home insurance. Mm-hmm. And I think that by tapping into that market, it's, you know, I, I actually pulled some information like influencers is the biggest thing I think with video. Sure. Um, and it doesn't have to be that influencers doesn't mean like LeBron James has to be on your <laughs> small business. Right. Influencers means somebody that they know and trust. But if you could get LeBron, you'd certainly get Absolutely. Her. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'd get LeBron. Why do you have this number, Justin? No, no. Return my calls. I don't know why. But yeah, you know, I think, um, like considering your niche and considering the influencers in that niche are really important. So for a local business and for us, home insurance is, is really where we can start the uh, client out. You know, if we get their home insurance and we can talk about auto insurance, life insurance, maybe they own a small business, go from there. But home insurance is a great place to start. Sure. So that's our niche, right? But how do we um, get to those people? It's the influencers. So let's do a video series where I interview local realtors and mm-hmm. I talk to the realtors and I say, hey, tell us a little bit about yourself. And then why don't you, um, you know, we, we got a bunch of clients out there. Some of them are renters, right? Why uh, does it make sense to buy a house instead of renting? How does the financials work out? And why might it make sense for somebody to buy a house, get some equity instead of, you know, renting still mm-hmm. and answer that question? So, you, so you're actually building equity with areas outside of your own purview now you're you've just attached yourself to all that real estate agent comes in contact with exactly and that's a great way of, of pulling in that market exactly so the you know the real estate angle i think has been a huge benefit to us and that comes down to influencers you know sure. who are the people who are m- making those connections in the h- home buying process mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and if we can get in with them and you know, further, yeah. try and provide them some you know, marketing too. It's it's free to them. They're, it's a no brainer. They can go on and get you know a thousand right. views for a video and get their face out sure. there. It's great. Wow. So, so I'm you gonna, have so oh, sorry, sorry but no, go ahead. Ask social media with video and influencers, and it's an insurance company. Which insurance companies are kind of like they're not Boring. doing. <laughs> <laughs> she was, I was trying like, to be kind. Of I was going to say Late that on. insurance companies kind of are stuck in like some of the traditional ways of advertising, like car car companies do a lot of TV ads. Like they're just kind of like always doing the same thing. And you're using three really, I guess, progressive or I don't know, new tactics in the marketing field and combining yeah. all three of them, influencers, video, and social. Yeah. I love it. Well, you know, it's actually pretty cool because I've actually seen you start actually doing some actual TV ads too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. The other night I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm doing something on, on my computer and all of a sudden I'm like, hey, I know him. So that's the one, <laughs> that TV ad that you mentioned is yeah. the one layover from our old yeah. marketing. Um, there's an agency that works with all of the uh, marketing agency that works with all of the independent insurance agencies in Rhode Island and they do these trusted choice commercials. So we all buy in to the, you know, their package and everybody gets a a, a commercial made. A bad thing. No, I think it's good. You know, so that's the one we've, 
we've kept on. Yeah. Okay, so so we're as part of the, the marketing essentials podcast, we also talk to people about how to go about doing these type of things for themselves. I'm going to geek out a little bit because obviously this is my area that I like to deal with the yeah. video and stuff. So for you, I know some of your stuff is in house, and you have done a little bit out, out outside. Mm -hmm. So what was what did you start off with? What type of equipment? What did you do? I, I know it's kind of off. Yeah, a little bit, we but. started out totally in house with iPhones and mm -hmm. uh, gotta start a somewhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> iPhone, a tripod, and um, that was it. No microphone or anything. And mm -hmm. that's how we shot our first couple videos. And that was just um, that was probably going back a year now. And we did some like explainer kind of videos, you yeah, know, yeah. and um, those are a great way to start an explainer video. Talk about your product or, you know, something that you do and um, answer a question because that's what that's how you find get yourself found online is by answering a question because people Google questions. Mm -hmm. So we did one. Our best one was uh, insurance coverage for Uber and Lyft drivers, <laughs> which um, was a hot topic kind of thing, right? People yeah. are like, oh, I'm an yeah. Uber and Lyft driver. I have personal auto insurance. Does that cover me? Yeah. Right. Am I covered? Yeah. So we did a video. My dad and I sat in front of an iPhone on a tripod and just recorded. A, a, it, if you look at it now compared to the videos we're doing, it, it just looks really bad. But... Um, you should have done that's it from got, inside an Uber ride. <laughs> there you go. That's a good point. Yeah. Like the cash cab. You know? yeah. 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 As long as it's not like carpool karaoke or something. Yeah, yeah. I would have been awesome. <laughs> I don't know. John, are you, are you a singer? I, yeah, I, I actually, I, uh, I was. I, I was, oh, I still, I can sing, but I was in an acapella group when oh, I was nice. in uh, college. Yeah. I think um, I saw that on social media. People learn a lot about me that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was the best one we've done. And we got like 2,000 views on on YouTube, which wow. is I mean, 2,000 views on YouTube. We paid no nice. money. Yeah. Pretty good. So now what are you using nowadays for, uh, for doing your in-house? Yeah. So, uh, in-house we have, um, we still use iPhones and we'll use a, uh, a gimbal to stabilize video. And I think that that makes a huge difference. Well, it comes out. Play over here that I'm making yeah. a racket with. Yeah. These things are great. Yep. It's, it's huge. You know, it just, it just takes that uh, iPhone's a very versatile tool An iPhone camera is more powerful than digital cameras were five years ago. I sure. Mean, yeah. You know, so iPhone is great, um, but one thing where it's lacking is like the stabilizing aspect mm -hmm. of it, and I think that people can find that irritating to watch on Facebook when there's a shaky video. Yes. So the gimbal is um, a relatively inexpensive way to get rid of that and make your videos look super smooth, and mm -hmm. you know. Uh, and and uh, we've actually done some. Uh some video in the past with this gimbal just playing around yep. and uh, they're, they're inexpensive. You can get them for around a hundred, 150 bucks. Yep. And it, it's, if you're not going to invest into a big, uh, you know, high end camera where you're going to do, you know, right. 4k video, it's a great little, exactly. And everybody has an iPhone. And the great part about the iPhone is that you can take that video and upload it straight to, um, Facebook. You, you yeah. Know, we've wherever. actually done live streams on it. Yeah, exactly. Live stream right up to the Facebook page and away you go. Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, so yeah, that's where we started was with, you know, the, our, personal iPhones, that kind of equipment. And now we do outsource some of our video um, because I think it's important to have a, a good product. If you know, I don't think, and that's not to say that you can't do video marketing on your own and that you shouldn't, if you can't pay or have an out, you know, to outsource it. Yeah. I think you absolutely should be doing video, even if it's just selfie videos in your car, you know, or, or not while you're driving. You see those, you know, those selfie videos, it's, it's huge. Um, so I think it's incredibly important to do video, even if you can't, um, you know, outsource and have somebody else do it. Sure. But, um, now we are doing some outsource and, and the big help there is just making a really professional, consistent product mm -hmm. and um, 
saving us a lot of time because editing video, if you've ever done it, is a huge pain in the behind. Bill knows yeah. about that. Bill knows, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, what was the, just before we started recording, uh, Alicia, you were talking about uh, a conference that you've been to recently about the importance of video and social media and, and actual just in the internet of things, yeah. so to speak. So John has some really good statistics too. And if John's story so far hasn't convinced you that video is important, um, by 2000, I think, is it 19? 2020 or 2019, 20 we'll go with. But all content online, 80% of all content online will be video. Which is huge. On. Yeah. Did I say that stat right? So all, you did. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then also social engagement. And the big takeaway from the conference was in terms of social media, if you don't have video as part of your social media, then you You're really don't have a serious social media strategy. And I believe the statistic for that was that video over static images and just um, regular posts has some type of like it's about 1,200% more engagement. Exactly. I'm sure. 1,200%. Yep. Like, well, come on, exactly. guys. And now is the time. If, if, if we all know that by 2020, 80% of everything online is going to be video, now is the time to get into that, to set yourself apart right. from those who are, you know, a year from now are going to go, oh, I should have been on this already. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that gives you time to set yourself apart, build up a, a stable of good videos to have. And like you said, it doesn't have to be all professional video. Well, right. Like if you just start somewhere and this, you probably yeah. fell into this pattern too, John, but you know, as you start, you kind of develop a pattern of what works, what doesn't work. And you're kind of like your strategy almost evolves as you go. Yeah. Do, do you feel like that kind of happened with LaPointe? Definitely. Yeah. Your strategy evolves and you know, you, you also, you start somewhere and you're only going to get better, mm -hmm. but you have to start somewhere. So even if it's just crappy iPhone videos and you're consistent with it, you know, eventually you're going to get to the point where you're getting really good at it. You're, you're, you find yourself more comfortable on camera. Mm -hmm. You find ways to, you know, make your content more engaging and mm -hmm. it, it's a process, but you got to start somewhere. That's, that's a big key. Cause a lot of people go, oh, I'll wait until yeah. oh, I, I don't have, have time. I, have a, or, I don't have time or I'll wait till I have a, a better presentation or I'll, and the, the reality is you can wait forever. And, and then six months, a year down the road, you're going, Hey, I still haven't done that video yet mm -hmm. or a group of videos. Yeah. And it, Explainer videos that you were talking about a few minutes ago is a great gateway kind of get into it. Yeah. Just take a simple question and explain to your clients or your potential clients why they need to know that exactly. question. Exactly. Just know, the same way that you would if somebody called you up on the yeah, phone or yeah. came to a meeting and said, you know, hey, Bill, what's, you know, what, what should I do for um, this type of photography? You know, yeah. or I have some product photography I need help with, you know, what should, uh, you know, how should we line this up you exactly. know and you just answer the question you know or um yeah i think i think just an explainer video is a great way to start the other one that we did which i think is great is a meet the team video mm -hmm. you know um, mm -hmm. just kind of an introduction to everybody in your office this is if you have you know more than one people in your office um yeah mine would be very quick <laughs> but but that's but that's great too even just an introductory video for your website right that's you right. know if you said hey i'm bill parmentier and this is what i do you know yeah. that's that's huge. So we have a meet the team video for everybody on our staff. And I think that was a great way to um, fe feature everybody on our staff, kind of, you know, promote the faces of who we are, because I think the people really do make a difference. And um, I just think it was also a great way to see, you know, who enjoyed being on camera, sure. who liked that, who was 
good at it and, mm -hmm. and wanted to do more For of future, it. future, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now, a cool thing that I, I noticed now, I've watched a lot of your videos because I like seeing these kind of things. Thanks. He's your biggest fan. I am. Thank I'm, you, I'm Bill. I really appreciate I'm a, it. I'm a fanboy. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> no, but all kidding aside, I love the fact that you took some personal aspects of each of, the, of your uh, workers and put that in it, whether it's a little photo or something that they enjoyed doing. And so often as business owners, we forget that there's a personal side to this. We want people to connect. Justin, you've talked about connecting emotionally. Mm -hmm. That's a big part of it. So when you can put a, a face to a business and then you say, oh, that person likes water skiing or whatever. I like that too. Let me go talk to them. It gives you that little in before you even get started. I, right. I think that's a great part of what you do yeah, with your, I, your videos. I agree because, you know, in the insurance business, you know, there's – dozens and dozens of insurance agencies out there just in this area mm -hmm. and you're all pretty competitive so the differentiator may be someone watching those videos and saying i like these people i can relate to these people exactly and people want to do business with people they like yep right Absolutely. so yeah. that could be the one edge that you have that your competitors don't yeah uh and i wanted to follow up on something you said earlier you talked about you know one of our first videos we did on insurance for uber and lyft drivers got 2,000 hits on youtube so as you've done these videos uh and i'm sure you guys are tracking your analytics mm -hmm. um what would you say in regards to you know how what has been the response in general to your videos and have you been able to actually track and say we've actually gotten direct business or interest in our business as a result of doing these videos. Yeah, absolutely. Since we had a um, coherent video marketing strategy, our sales are up 30%, which Whoa. is which is awesome. That's um, awesome. Yeah, especially for, you know, an, an insurance agency cuz sales don't just it, it's not it's not a very fast growing um, type of business. So our sales yeah, this year are up. like it's long term yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So about building those relationships. So I guess your dad's happy that he actually hired you now. Yeah. <laughs> You've proven your, your value. I think so, but I'm also <laughs> pushing the envelope a lot with them too. So I probably give them some sleepless nights, you know, and try and because we shake things up a lot, you know. But at the same time, yeah, I mean the uh, the numbers are good. We're we're really we're growing, which is great because we weren't growing uh, a couple years ago. And uh, I would attribute it to um, digital marketing. I think that that's probably the, the biggest factor um, along with just ha having somebody like be out there too. You can't take away the sales piece of it too, right? Like like Alicia, you, we started the conversation off with. Um, I, I think that digital marketing is so important, but you still have to be out there too, going to networking events, you know, calling on your target market, you know, um, trying to reach out to those people too, because you could have the best digital marketing in the world, but if somebody's never met you in person, mm -hmm. they're probably still not going to do business sure. with you, right. you know. But on the flip side, if somebody does meet you in person and now they're going online and researching your business and they see these stellar reviews, they see that you have a user-friendly website and you have video that shares like a personal side of your business. That just seals the deal. Absolutely, yeah, sure. and I think that's that's really big. It's, you know, I go to like a real estate networking event, and I meet meet a bunch of realtors in, in person, and then a week later they see a video of me with a realtor that they know, who's you know somebody that they trust and think is a good person, and that all of a sudden strengthens the relationship. You know, they're sure. liking and commenting on my video that they never would have liked or commented yeah. on before mm -hmm. um, because I met them in person and vice versa, mm -hmm. you know, because that, that content's actually out there. So they sell you again. Sure, so that's a piece of your marketing is, is the networking on top of the video. Yeah, I think it's so important to be out there too, you know, and just 
doing a good job also, you know, you, you could be the best digital marketer in the world, but if you're shitty at what you actually do, you're not going to, you know, you need some substance. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. And, and I want to thank you for being the first person to give Marketing Essentials team a review. You're welcome. Page. You're welcome. We got yeah. a nice five-star review from yeah. John. I think it's incredibly important to give people reviews too. Uh, not just ask for reviews, sure. but, you know, give reviews because that is just a huge testimonial. That is almost like a referral because somebody right. searches for it and they see that five-star review. Um, it's it's going to make a difference. You Absolutely. Know, it, it might not, you know, one five-star review might not move the needle that much. But, but 10 would. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It, it's definitely uh, a part of the whole marketing landscape. I mean, um, a couple of weekends ago, uh, my wife and I did a little getaway out on the Cape. We stayed at this wonderful little bed and breakfast. Nice. And they treated us just tremendously. And two days after, well, the day I got home, I got an email from them saying, thank you so much for staying with us. We're really glad that you were our guests. Next day, I said, I got another email saying, would you mind giving us a uh, TripAdvisor review? And say, no, no problem. It took me like three minutes to do. I wrote a little review. And then the next, as soon as they got that, they sent a reply saying, thank you for giving us a TripAdvisor review. That, now, that's a key that you, that, that you just hit on is replying to somebody when yeah. they give you the mm -hmm. review too, because that makes makes it that much more valid. Yeah, know? absolutely. And one of the things that we started doing with our reviews too, even is that we um, take the text from it and put it into kind of like a little uh, picture, yeah. you know, and showcasing we, it. we throw it up on Facebook. Nice. So not only nice. are we thanking them for the review, but we're showcasing it and saying, you know, so-and-so, we really appreciate it. And by the way, here's the spotlight. You I'm know? sorry, I kind of jumped over you when you were talking. Though, no, that's about, fine. Was there something uh, about that, that whole experience with them that, that jumped at you? Well, no, I just, I really appreciated you know, the, uh, the follow-up, you know, yeah. the follow-up mm -hmm. to the visit and then asking for a review. And because I had, we'd had such a good experience and this is to your point, it's like, Hey, you can be the best marketer in the world, but if you don't deliver on your service or your product, it won't make a bit of difference. Right. So from start to finish, they were a great experience. So I had no problem giving them a review and then they thanked me for the review. So, uh, I, you know, when I go back to that part of the Cape, you can guarantee that I'm going to be staying there and I'm going to tell everybody Sure. This is the place to stay. Yeah. It's strengthened know? the relationship for yep. you. Right? Absolutely. And I think, um, and even though it cost me a mortgage payment to stay there, <laughs> it was still a wonderful experience. <laughs> and that's the kind of advertising you can't buy. Right. You, you, you can't buy a good review. I mean, maybe you can. Maybe there's somebody out there. I think well, there's some law against yeah. buying reviews. You can, but it's a little shady. Yeah. yeah, you can get in trouble for that, actually. Yeah. But we're, yeah. I'll Google. So, so do you think we've covered enough, or should we, we invite John for another uh, another half an hour worth of uh, podcast? Oh, he's always welcome back to share his success <laughs> yeah. with digital marketing. And is there anything that you want to share, John, that we didn't get to yet, or pointers you want to give? Or I, I, uh, I would. Pointers, use video, use social media. Mm -hmm. You know, if um, if you're not on social media, you know, Facebook, Instagram, whatever now, uh, get on it. Yeah. And, you know, if you can afford to spend some money on ads, do it because the organic reach of your posts eventually dwindles down. Mm -hmm. um, and, I, you know, it's, it's just right now, this it's the best way to get in front of 
people for the, and get the most bang for your buck. Right. Um, I think 10 years from now, we're going to look back on Facebook marketing and be like, I can't believe how inexpensive Facebook marketing sure, used sure. to be. Um, you right. know, people are going to be paying 10 times as much now for what you can get and the amount of reach you can get on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to look back and be like, why didn't I get in sooner? Yeah. You know, That's now you, your father, your company has the advantage of having you in house doing basically, you know, doing their marketing for them. And it's, that's a tremendous asset, but what would your recommendation be to, you know, a small or mid-sized company that doesn't have somebody like you on the inside? Right. If, yeah. yeah. If you don't have somebody in, in house, well, I first I'd find out if, if you do, maybe there is somebody in your office that's, you know, has some social media savvy you can kind of gauge if you're friends with your staff on Facebook, you can probably see who's like good at using Facebook, you know, and posts a lot. Right. And, um, so maybe that person might be a good fit to take on an added role and and that's probably a cost effective way. But if not, you really got to reach out to somebody else and outsource it, reach out to the marketing essentials team, reach out to, (laughs) no, seriously, find, find somebody who can help you out, getting yourself, getting your business up to speed online, whether that's a new website, whether that's cleaning up your Google listings, helping you get reviews, um, and posting content that's relevant to your target market and being consistent with it. All of that stuff is, uh, critical for small businesses. Um, a worthwhile investment. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I think some people or some business owners probably think that, um, it's it's not it's not for them because the the big companies are dominating the space, mm-hmm. um, and I know that was my dad's philosophy originally with like Google AdWords. You know, he was saying, "Oh, but the the cost to compete on Google AdWords with Geico or Liberty Mutual or whatever is exorbitant." And I was like, "Yeah, but you're you're trying to pay for like home insurance as the Google AdWord, not home insurance in Fall River." Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And, Liberty Mutual is not spending any money on that. They're trying to spend money on the big, you know, giant searches. So find the small things. And that same philosophy, I think, goes for Facebook. Like Facebook is actually very local and can be targeted Mm -hmm. locally um, as a small business. That's where our real advantage is to the big companies out there. Sure. You know, well, it's it's the long tail effect. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. You, you, you like find long tail of a keyword, right? Right. You yeah. find your niche, you find your audience, and you market directly to them. And what and you know, a lot of a little is a lot. Sure. Right. Sure. So before we end up for the day for the podcast, uh, I want to give you one minute just to kind of tell us how we can reach out to you guys if uh, if somebody's looking at getting homeowners insurance, auto insurance. Awesome. Whatever. Yeah. Thanks. I, best way to reach us is uh, go to our website www.lapoint. L-A-P-O-I-N-T-E-I-N-S dot com. There's uh, plenty of calls to action on there, ways to get a hold of us. Give us a phone call, send us an email, or uh, there's you know contact forms in there where you can submit for a quote. Uh, you could also call me directly. I'm happy to take any calls from people who are, want to talk about insurance. Not every day do people want to talk about insurance, <laughs> so it makes my day. My number is 508-642-5558. Give me a call. Shoot me a text anytime. I'm happy to help you um, and, you know, stop by any of our locations too. You can find us on Google now, search for point insurance. <laughs> you, you will find us. Um, and you'll actually get to the right address. That's right. Yep. Right. It'll awesome. bring you right to the, 
correct location. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a plus, you know. Yeah, exactly. No? Yeah. Yep. Terrific. Well, speaking of shameless plugs, I think this is time we that ours. we do our shameless plug. There you go. Uh, so thank you for joining us, John, today on the podcast. And uh, to our audience out there, you can uh, find all of our podcasts on our website at marketingessentialsteam.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook at Marketing Essentials. And you can find this podcast as well on iTunes. And did I cover? Oh, right. Yeah, I'm going to let Alicia talk about Little Rody. All right. So if you are on Facebook, which you should be, we have a Facebook group called Little Rody um, Marketing Support Group. Is that right? Okay. And so basically just Google, search that in the Facebook uh, uh, listings for groups. And it's a free resource for you to join so you can pick up marketing tips um, for your business. And with that, I think uh, that's all we have for the day. Shameless plug there, Little Rony Marketing Group is a great Facebook group. <laughs> it, you know, it really is. Uh, it's a collaboration of local business people in Rhode Island yeah. who are passionate about marketing uh, you know, through digital outlets and always sharing great ideas, always very supportive of each other and willing to give feedback on uh, any ideas you might have. It's a great sounding board. Yeah, that, that was a great uh, reason why we originally built the, the group was for that very reason. Because we knew we had reach, but we also wanted people to be able to say, hey, look, this is the struggle I'm dealing with, you know, with my marketing. Yep. Let me reach out to somebody else. So next thing you know, four other people say, well, I had that similar problem. Let me fix that. Exactly. So, yep. so thank you. Well, thanks again. Thank, thank you for so joining much, us. John. Thank you. And with that, I think we're out of here. We're out. See ya.